Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day that you have made for us to rejoice and be glad. We pray your blessing upon your word, uh, the expression of your word made flesh as we go into nations and we announce what we have seen with our eyes and heard with our ears and have lived uh, the miracles that you have wrought in our midst, Lord, the power that resides upon those who believe. We pray, Lord, that we would put our opinions, our thoughts to one side and receive your instruction that truth might prevail. And in that manner, we live reality of your purpose for our lives, our families, our church, for your glory. Bless the word, make it a good seed planted in good hearts that would give forth good fruit. And allow us to pursue you above all things. That we might seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And then see all things added. In Jesus' name we pray. And the people of God say, Amen. Amen. It has been long said and has been quoted all over this land. Um, and we might have heard it in many of the trials of people that are seeking uh, to establish a convincing force of opinion upon the juries of the land. The jury is the fact finder, and it's supposed to come out with the evidence of truth at the end of the trial. When both sides are said, uh, for and against, whatever the issue is, um, a jury will come out with having the responsibility to find truth uh, above all the judges and all the tribunals that I walked into in Miami. Um, Above the judge was a sign that say, we who work here um, are seeking the truth. And so you have two people presenting the pros and the cons against whatever they're trying to decide, whether it's a civil trial or a criminal trial. And so you're like, um, this is the statement that says, they say, counselor, you are entitled to your own opinion but you're not entitled to your facts. That means you cannot mess with truth. You, you can't say, well, I don't think, well, your opinion doesn't matter when it comes to the issue of truth because truth will set you free. And everybody has an opinion about all matters. And so that's one of the challenges we have even as we go into Puerto Rico. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody wants to tell you what they think. And while that is the course of conversation, the truth of the matter is, if truth does not come into place, you're not living reality. So be careful, people of God, and I will, I will bring it down to the essence of this message. Um, with all due respect, Set your opinion aside that you might usher truth into your life so that you might live God's reality. Because all the time that you're messing with truth, you are discounting reality and you will live a lie and the lie comes to destroy you. Um, all manner of situations happened on that day in Genesis chapter 3 in verse 1 where the Bible says that the serpent was cunning and crafty. 
And this is where it all starts, because truth had already been established in the garden. You shall not eat of that tree. That's what God had said. If, if Eve would have reverted back to truth, she wouldn't fall into the lie of being swayed by popular opinion. She had a, a move of an argument controverting truth. Here, the devil as a serpent, shrewd and cunning, crafty, craftier than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made, he said to the woman, is it true that God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? But for number one, he is thwarting truth because God didn't say every tree of the garden. He said the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So if you don't know truth, you will be swayed by those who play around with truth and even swayed by those who commerce in opinion. Verse 2, that's when the woman said to the, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Verse 3, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not eat of it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. So this is the very first time, verse 4, that the devil begins to tell the woman, that's not true. I have an opinion I have words that controvert the truth that God has established. And this is the course of humanity. They call it humanism. When you don't tolerate truth and you supplant your opinion. Uh, we, we in America have been totally trained by the media, if you watch any of the news stations, they'll have a panel of four people. And they'll begin to ask each one, hey, what do you think about the new laws? And what do you feel about the new laws? And have you experienced something that you could speak on the new laws? So you see there that whatever is established truth has a thousand opinions. Leaving the populace to think, I too can opine, bring my opinion to the matter at hand. And what happens in this controversy is that we don't finally hear God's truth. And we don't have an appetite to know what it is. So instead of asking people, what do you think regarding the matter? It doesn't matter what you think ultimately. It matters what God thinks. And if you don't know what God thinks, you're going to make a lot of decisions in your life based on your opinion. And what you're doing is raising up your judgment above God's standard and measure. And my Bible says in Romans, I believe it's 3, 4, let every man, let, let God be true and every man a liar. Christian churches would usually say amen. No, 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 no. Don't even try it now, because I gave a nice space there, waiting for Elise to say, amen, pastor. Well, let every man be a liar. Let God be true. What does God say about this? And if you don't have the quick trigger 
to gravitate over to what God said, you are muddying and you, you are muddying the waters of clarity for your life. Because it may be that human argument, human intellect, the power of popularity would, would cloud your vision to be able to live life according to God's standard. And so here, the matter is, in verse 1, Paul is saying, what advantage then has the Jew, or what, is, what profits those that are circumcised? And what makes them better than us? Why, why what they say is more important than what we say? Verse 2, Paul tries to say, don't you understand? Much, what they have in every way is bigger. Is the Jewish people are not coming talking about what they say about life. They're coming with what God says. That's what makes them different. So it's true. Your opinion is not better than my opinion, but what I'm coming to you with is not my opinion. It's what God says. And, and again, we've been trained and brainwashed to be able to pull out, this is what I think from my vantage point. Well, let you be a liar from your vantage point. Because God has spoken from higher ground. And he not only speaks temporary or emotionally, he speaks transcendence, which is he sees the end from the beginning. Uh, I think the other day I was saying the issue of Pastor Kenny and Pastor Palma that while we were in youth group, I was telling them, listen, you need a virtuous wife. Forget about the pool of hormonal balance or imbalance. You don't need to judge matters by the hormones of your teenage existence you have to put that aside and choose wisely according to what God has said in his word, much in every way, chiefly because to them, God entrusted his oracles. What were they carrying? The God said. They were carrying the God said. The oracles are the words of the God who was speaking. So people say, why, why is their way better than our way? And who do they think they are? I'll tell you who we think we are. We're the ones that are walking according to God's word. And at the end of it all, we will not be ashamed because heaven and earth passes away those who live according to the will of God. My words will never pass away, the Lord says. So when you structure your life and your thoughts and your words and your, your principles and conduct according to what God says, you are living life in abundance. Verse uh, 3, he says these words, For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? There's some that don't believe that, that God, what God says, will their unbelief means that God will not accomplish his will? 
If, if somebody says God is not going to send anyone to hell, there's no judgment for anybody because God is such a good God. He's a forgiving and merciful God. Will that overturn truth? The answer is no. Because God has said that the unbeliever and the cowardly and the murderer and the liar will have their part in the lake that burns with sulfur, with brimstone, with fire. So what God says is the actual ultimate truth in all these matters. And a lot of people live in another realm. So verse 4 says, Therefore, let God be true. Just because they don't believe it, will it not come to pass? Certainly not. Certainly not. Uh, whatever, if we have a, uh, a democratic society and we get everyone to believe and vote that abortion is not bad, does that make it true? No. Because God says, thou shalt not kill. And that's the established parameter of his existence. Here, um, the devil tries to get the woman totally off keel to have an opinion contrary to God's and what God said when he says, did God really expect you not to eat of every tree? And so he's messing with the woman's paradigm. And we all have that issue in mind. We all have the opportunity to have your opinion or have your, your, your profound, that, that was my, my favorite verse in the whole Bible. The first five years of my Christian life was Proverbs 3, verse 5, where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay, 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Make the inclinations of your life press into what God said and lean not on your own opinion. Don't build on what you understand. Because that's just going to, that's going to erode and rot. What God says is the rock in which you can build. So the controversy, wherever we go, and it's true in Puerto Rico too, that I have found that everybody has an opinion. And while you have to learn, and it's hard for me to try to listen to the vast majority of opinions in every direction about everything. We're coming with the paradigm, thus saith the Lord. If you don't have a deference to God and as your creator and as the, the author of life, if you don't respect him and bring him into your existence to give him the rightful place he deserves, then he's competing with the vast expanse of opinions. And it's just a lot of chatter in every direction. Uh, we see, uh, I, I've heard some testimonies. I'll, I'll talk to a person and he says, oh, what you said is not easy to swallow. I'm going to take it home and consider it. Oh, well, listen, to, I'm not speaking on my behalf. I'm not speaking and I've never spoke my opinion from this pulpit. I have a responsibility to bring the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord, now you have to decide if it's going to dictate your course of life or will you have to find out that you are building on quicksand? I told parents in this church for a long time, the travesty of your children is they do not believe the word that has been spoken. They think we're exaggerated. They think we're antiquated. They think that we're old, that we're out of date, that we don't apply, that we're not relevant, that we're not cool. 
fit, and there's no one cooler than me. Cool dude. But I have set my coolness aside to usher in the majesty of my God and hear his opinion. So this verse was very, very, very important the first 10 years of my Christian walk because it kept on saying, Joaquin, flush your opinion down the sewer, the toilet. Quit fighting God. Quit allowing your thoughts to question truth. So you'll see there, they did a wonderful graphic back there, Samuel. He's our media guy. There's truth, and it has a direction. And then there's instruction, which leads you into the path of truth. That's what we want. I hope you're here in church because you want to know what God wants. Not because you come here because I'm popular and famous and good-looking. No. You're here because you want to hear truth because truth will set you free. Truth will set your life to live at a capacity you never even dreamed. But you have to deal with opinion. And putting that opinion to point in the way of truth is so difficult for so many people. Again, everybody has an opinion. But not everybody has truth. And there's not many places today that are giving instruction. This word is awesome. This word is awesome. Because you see that that verse in Proverbs 3.5 says, lean not, establish not your life. A lot of the people in the premises we do, I, I went to Puerto Rico, we went to an area called, called Fajardo. A commander took me there with his son. We went into the best hotel in Puerto Rico called El Conquistador. And this was in our last trip in June. And we went by a marina and that marina has about a thousand yachts. They're all million dollar yachts. And I was like, God has blessed this island, but nobody loves truth. And none of those guys are expending their well-earned money on transforming their nation. And here, this little crazy, crazy church in Miami, who I, I was funny because in our travel this week, I said I was 16 years old when I saw Pastor Richie Ray's life, and he was telling the world, you guys go to hell, I'm going to heaven. When I came to church at 16, and that life was attractive to me, that he would stand against the ways of the world and march contrary to the currents of this world. He didn't care about money. He didn't care about popularity. He didn't care about women. He didn't care about fame. He didn't care about his career in music and what that represented. He was at the top of his career when he decided to follow Jesus. And that really impacted my life. And then I began to... Uh, seek the Lord and pursue him. And 15 years into my Christian walk, I actually decided to believe that I was upon the earth to walk in God's truth to change the world. And I go, Richie, we're going to change the world. And he goes, yeah, right. I was like, but you're the one that taught me. Well, I don't think it's going to happen at the beginning. But then God puts us on the same team and now we are going throughout the nations telling people we're coming in the name of the Lord. And we believe that God is able to establish his truth over the nations. So we're going to need all sorts of people that believe this reality and not walk according to their opinion. Because even when we talk with Nikki Cruz, he says, oh, don't be careful. It might kill you in Puerto Rico. And I said, but Nikki, you're my gangster man. 
You're not scared. Of, I, I believed in what happened to you with David Wilkerson. He went up to a man who says, I'm going to cut you in a thousand pieces and throw you in the street. He says, yeah, and every piece is going to say, I love you. Jesus loves you. And so I said, you poured that into me. Now come with me and let's go get your nation. And he says, well, I think you're a little bit crazy. Well, yeah, but you and Richie taught me. You're the ones that poured into my life. Let's go in there and do what someone did for you. A while back, I asked Richie, do you think um, Ricky Martin could get saved? And he goes, well, that's kind of difficult. I go, you were Ricky Martin in 1974. And God won your heart, transformed your life with his truth. So if we leave it up to opinion, everybody has an opinion, let's go home. Everybody does what's right in their own eyes. But if there's a truth, let's us be that people of truth. I have two more verses and we're going to cut out of here. Um, I really have 29 pages, but I'm just going to give you two. And I hope that this is enough for you to know God's heart for today. We're not pursuing and we don't have a booth outside for everybody to give their opinion, but we do want to hear God's truth and let that transform our lives. First Timothy 2.4, this God wishes that all people would be saved by coming to the knowledge and recognition of truth. All people, that means everybody's included, that they would be saved only to the extent they set their opinion aside. And watch this famous words, ready? But doesn't God care what I think? Politely? Nah. Nah. Well, that's rude. Yeah, but your life is on the line. So if you don't set aside your opinion and listen to the voice of God, you will perish, you and your family. And it's a matter of life and death. And, and, and it's a, it sounds good to put panels of experts to give their opinion and then not be the driving force in our lives. And all respect to the elderly and to the adults and our parents and our uncles and aunts and grandparents. But if truth does not prevail, salvation is lost. Pilate was so cynical when truth stood before him. Jesus says, I've come to bear witness to the truth. And Pilate was so, he was a ruler, fascinating administrator. He told Jesus, what is truth? Like there is no truth. Everybody has an opinion. He was lost there in the entitlement of everybody's opinion, but not everybody's entitled to the facts. 2 Peter 3.9 says he's patient towards us. He doesn't wish anyone would perish, but that all should turn, that they all turn in the direction of truth. That's the heart of God. And when truth evades us because we have clouded the landscape with a bunch of different words, Psalm 33.10 says the Lord brings the counsel, the opinion of all nations to nothing. The opinions of those who rule upon the land come to nothing and he makes the plans of the people of no effect. It doesn't matter what you're planning, what your opinion is, will set aside across the counsel of his truth. Verse 11, the counsel of the Lord shall stand forever. Your opinion will waver. Today, I'm, I'm surprised 
how people change their opinions, but God doesn't change his truth. Now, I've seen people, they come one year, and I'll tell them something, they leave for 20 years, and when they come back, guess what they hear? The same thing. Because God's not changing based on the weather, the climate, or the current, or the, or the fashion. His counsel stands forever. The plans of his heart are established for all generations. Acts 5.29, the followers of Jesus had to tell the rulers of the day, should we obey God or follow after the reasoning of men? Yeah, you could take the side of an opinion. You could believe somebody's oratory eloquence because they fascinate you with their argument. But all that falls short when truth resounds. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him to be saved while he is near. Let the wicked leave behind his opinion. And the unrighteous man, his thoughts, his argument, his understanding. Leave them behind. Don't let them contend. Paul says spiritual warfare is grabbing the lies and holding them captive to the truth. Grab your arguments and bring them down. You know, a lot of women say, how dare I submit to my husband? He's an imbecile. He's going crazy. But the truth is, God sees precious in his sight. A woman who fears the Lord. Not walking according to mindset or opinion or feelings, but living the word of God. Let the wicked leave behind his opinion. Isaiah 55, 7, let the unrighteous man his thoughts, let them return to the Lord so that he might have compassion, so he might show you your mercy, his mercy, and to our God, for he will abundantly fix all these affairs. Isaiah 55, 8, for my thoughts are not your opinion. Amen. What do you think? What do you calculate? You Boom. You come up with the precious high thoughts that lift themselves up over the thoughts of God. And God's saying, no, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than yours. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. Verse 9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And, and so, so many times... That renders me silent before God. In other words, Lord, I have no opinion. I have no words. I have no feelings towards this matter. You are great. You are mighty. Have your way in my life. Have your thoughts be prevailed over my life. Verse 11 says, so shall my word that goes before me, my truth that comes out of my mouth, it's not going to return void. It's not going to be expired. How many know expiration dates? This is, I love you. But didn't you tell me you love me? Yeah, that was last year. That expired. It's no longer valid. It's no longer true. But God's truth is eternally true. It never expires. But it shall accomplish that which I please and shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. When he sends out his words, it's amazing. Isaiah 46, 9 says, remember the former things the times past, for I am God and there's no one else besides me. I am God, there's no one like me. Verse 10, declaring the 
end of a matter from the beginning. From ancient times, the things that are not yet done. I sometimes, I talk to young people on this trip. I told Yoa a long time ago. I said, Yoa, this trip for you is a challenge. We've been doing this for 24 years. We walked into nations before. We've been changing nations since we walked into Mexico. And I said, why are all the Mexicans machista? Is it because the man is tough? I found out it wasn't. It was his mother. It was the Mexican woman who was raising children to hate women. To treat their wives horribly. And so we've been learning a lot in different nations. Now we're learning Puerto Rico. We're looking that everybody has an opinion. And everybody has thoughts. And I said, I don't live in that world. I know that down here, everybody has issue. I'm going to answer you one time just for the benefit of you knowing me for the first time. But it will be the last time that I answer you according to man's thoughts. Because I live in the realm of the thoughts of God. And I want what God wants. And I don't sit there and argue with people. If you want to bring me down to this world to argue opinions, you're not going to find me in that conversation. I left that conversation. I exited that chat room. Now, I believe what God says. I discern what God says. And so I'm done, but let's sing a song. <laughs> I have decided to follow Jesus. I have argument or opinion it's not the wives argument or opinion it's not the son or daughter's argument or opinion it's not the president's opinion it's not congress's thoughts and legislation it's not the press or the media it's not the social influence of this world's reasoning and understanding but it's you God Isaiah 55 6 let him return to the Lord so that he might have mercy on us. To our God, who abundantly, verse 7, will pardon. He's ready to line himself up with us. We have to worry about ourselves lining up with him. And I believe that we're all on the same page. We're unity in the spirit, where there's truth prevails. I think it's John 8, 32, which says, 
you shall know the truth and the truth of God will break every paradigm of the thoughts even established since your youth things that you thought man this is where I stand this is who I am let truth come and have its way let it prevail and you'll have peace and joy so father we thank you today for being in the house of God walking with our Lord hearing his words hearing his ways and in that manner that your truth might come in and break every chain and break every foundation that is inappropriate break all strongholds today Lord let us be the people who says yeah this is what I think nevertheless not my will thine be done what is your truth God in all matters and expressions of life what is a man what is the truth behind that what is a man what is a woman what is the truth behind what you want to do through women upon the face of the earth that even challenges our thoughts and our understanding and our opinion that that would be put aside because your ways are greater, your thoughts are higher and you want to fill the earth with your glory. We pray your blessing upon your people that there would be grace sufficient to not be just hearers of the word but doers, oh God. That these challenges come up in arguments of life and that we say we choose God. That every, let God be true and every man a liar. Establish your ways and, and even the currency. It's better to give than to receive. Let that truth take us to a level of prosperity we know not. We might bless the nations and have resources to bless the peoples. In Jesus' name we pray and the house of God says amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. Greet each other in the love of the Lord. Nick Molina did a fascinating job on Wednesday night. We thank God for his life and the book of Ruth. Make sure you listen to that, that uh, message on Wednesday night. God bless you.